So, how is God part of our, our social lives and our friendships on a Wednesday? You know, it's, not, it's not always a Wednesday that we do our socialising, but I'm sure that on a Wednesday um, we are social beings still. You know, so many parts of our life are social. You've got school or work, um, church, of course, sports, exercise uh, can be quite social. Hobbies often have a social element. Um, like basic human needs, like eating and drinking, often quite social. Transport can be social, whether you're carpooling or, or catching the train with someone. Even when, whenever we're on our phones, it's quite a social um, dimension to that. Usually our engagement with technology um, is social in some way. So, so friendship and our social life is a really important, significant aspect of, of our life. And uh, our social environment shapes what we think is normal, how we perceive reality even. Everyone knows that the people that you surround yourself with um, will, will influence who you become. And no matter if you're an extrovert or an introvert or anywhere in between, uh, we all want good friendships. The New Testament speaks um, regularly of love with the Greek word um, phileo, which, which means brotherly love or friendship. And phileo friendship is something that we all long for, love. So I want to consider Jesus' vision for our friendships and for our social life. What is the Jesus way when it comes to our Wednesday, to our mates? You know, society at large, society at large, and, and in particular the people that we know, they are longing for friends, for colleagues, for neighbours, even acquaintances who are cross-shaped Jesus people, who love like Jesus. You know, that's why we follow Jesus for the sake of the world. The way we follow Jesus will impact the people around us. And so what I want to do is, is trace the theme of friendship and social life through Jesus' life, and mainly through the Gospel of John. So we're, we're familiar with the Gospel of John after um, spending a lot of time uh, in John's Gospel. This is the, the Bible Project um, sort of diagram uh, map of the, the Gospel of John. In John 1, the Word became flesh because God wanted to reveal himself as a human in a way that we could understand. He stepped into the limits of human flesh and he became a friend. You know, and he's, he's ultimately, he came to reveal himself as the truest friend that there ever was. In John 2, we have the wedding at Cana. And Jesus' first miracle he does is turns water into wine. He turns the party up a notch. In the language of, of you know, one of the, the big um, party songs of when 21st were happening uh, in my era, he, he turned down for what? You know, Jesus turned water into wine, turned down for what? And, and early on we recognise that, that Jesus is about celebration and feasting. That there's an earthy joy to him as well as a heavenly joy. If we jump over to, to Luke um, for a minute, in Luke Jesus launches his ministry um, calling it the year of Jubilee 
or, or perhaps it was actually in the year of Jubilee in, in Israel's calendar. The year of Jubilee was a one-year celebration where, where slaves were set free, where people were released from debt. And so, so there was celebration and Jesus announces the beginning of his ministry as the year of the Lord's favour. In, in Matthew, Jesus is, um, is so into feasting that he, he's called a glutton and a drunkard because he loves feasting and celebration so much. He's also accused of being improper because of, um, he hung out with different kinds of people, people who weren't seen to be um, proper or religious. He, he loved to hang out with people who were far from God, befriending all kinds of unusual characters. And um, in, in John, in John chapter 4, we see this as well when he, he befriends a Samaritan woman at the well. And it's very controversial because he, he wouldn't, as a, a Jewish man, usually hang out with people like that. But Jesus cast a really wide net in his social life. In John 6, um, we have the Jesus and the 5,000, feeding the 5,000. And um, he feeds 5,000 men plus women and children. And we see that, that he loves a good picnic. Now, I didn't hear anyone say a picnic was their favourite social gathering. Maybe the, the springtime weather hasn't hit quite um, today. But Jesus uh, throws a, a really good picnic. Um, you could call it divine hospitality, uh, the, the feeding of the 5,000. He's a, a great host. And, and over um, the Gospel of John, he, he spends a lot of time with his disciples, hanging out. He's going to call them friends soon enough. But then later in John 6, he loses some of his friends and followers. They, they don't like what he's saying, um, but he doesn't, get, um, he doesn't get shaken when he, he loses friends or people disagree with him. He's, he's a non-anxious presence, even when things don't go well and, and people have conflict with him. In John chapter 10, Jesus says, I've come that you may have life and have, have it to the full. So Jesus is on about life in all its fullness, about joy and celebration. He's a life-giving friend. So much so that in the next chapter, John chapter 11, he gives life to a dead friend, to Lazarus. He resurrects one of his best mates from the dead. And, and ultimately, he'll, he'll lay down his life for his friends at the cross. He will give up his life so that we can be his friend. He, he washes the feet of his friends. He serves and sacrifices and dies for his friends. He's also um, really real in the Gospel of John with his friends. He's honest to the core. He's, he's frank and direct at times. He tells it straight. But he's also honest and vulnerable with his friends. Think of the garden of, um, in Gethsemane where he, he says to his friends, he pours out his heart and he says, just be with me. This is how I'm feeling. And perhaps the, um, the most significant passage on friendship in, in Jesus' ministry, he says to his disciples, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Joy again.
My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. He's telling it straight there. He says, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. He he shares everything that he's learned from his father. So Jesus is a true friend. He's the best friend there ever was. He gives up his life so that we might be his friends forever. He's literally your BFF. The forever bit is not just a nice thing to say. Like When we say BFF, we're like, how are you going to make that last forever? But Jesus is our best friend forever. And so considering Jesus, I want to ask what a cross-shaped Jesus vision for friendship and social life might look like. And I think it's a life of these five things. Joy and generosity. Jesus is on about joy. He's he's a life-giving guy. He he gives life to the full. But it's not in a me-centred way. When when we might think of life to the full, it might be about us. But but the year of Jubilee was about freedom of the poor, not the gluttony of the wealthy. And real joy is about giving more than getting. Jesus gives in spades and Jesus was the most joyful person that ever lived. So in our friendships, we're going to be um, full of joy and generosity. We should be scandalous in our generosity. If, If nothing belongs to us, if everything is a gift from God, if he's in control and we don't have to be in control, then we can have scandalous joy and scandalous generosity because everything's a gift so we don't have to hold on tightly to anything. And he's in control so we don't have to control anything. We can be scandalous in our joy and generosity. And if you're that joyful and that generous, you're going to be a great hang. Like I guarantee you. St. Augustine said the Christian should be an alleluia from head to foot. Jesus is marked by joy and generosity. I think friendship... And social life um, in a Jesus vision also has intentionality and initiative. Like you, you can't accidentally lay your life down for someone. It's not like falling asleep you know, in a sermon where you accidentally lay down your head. You can't accidentally lay down your life for someone. You have to be intentional. And good friendship takes intentionality. You have to make space. Sometimes you have to um, take you know, initiative, take the step, go out of your way to, to make space for the friendship, make time. Maybe go out of your way to ask that, that deep question or see if there's a, a way you can help. People are really good at saying, I don't need help. Sometimes you have to really be intentional at saying, I'd love to help you. you know, if we're not intentional, we will often just go with the flow Maybe get, get caught by the tide, drift with the tide, get stuck in a rip. Our social norms, what we view as normal, is, is so easily just set by the people that are around us, whether that's on social media, um, in, in the media, but just our friends. You know, what we think is normal for how to behave, how to... Um, you know, say how, how much you spend at a wedding, how much you spend on a wedding. You often think what's normal based on what your friends do or what the people around you do. 
What you think is normal in an approach to, to alcohol is often set by what our friends around us do. And so we have to be intentional that our compass is set by Jesus, that, that he's our true north. It takes intention to be a, a Jesus-y friend. And I think as well on, on intentionality and initiative, we need to be intentional if we're going to be friends with people we disagree with. Because so often today, it would seem that to accept someone, you have to agree with them. But that's not true. Jesus loves a lot of people that he doesn't agree with. And so we have to be intentional, go out of our way, be really clear to love people we disagree with so that they can know we might not agree with you, but we do accept you and we do welcome you and we do love you as a friend. I think a Jesus' vision for, for friendship and social life also is one of honesty and authenticity. You know, a, a friendship where you can't be real is, is not that genuine. We've got to be willing to be open, vulnerable, authentic, just like Jesus was. I think in this cultural moment and in this generation where isolation and anxiety and depression um, are pandemic, one of the greatest gifts we can give our friends is that we wouldn't just be a shoulder to lean on when they need to, but that we'd be a deep supportive friend even before the crisis comes, that we'd be having those conversations, that we'd be offering our shoulder before it's too late that we might be in friendships where there's such safe places where you can open up. Where maybe you've created a space by sharing what, what you go through. Where it's okay to admit you're struggling. Where we don't need a day. Like, are you okay day is a great idea, but we should be able to have an environment with our friends where it, that's not super awkward and needs a, a day to, to make that happen. You know, friendships are so important in the area of mental health. Professionals are fantastic. Family support is fantastic. But friendships are one of the key um, support networks and one of the deepest needs for our generation. A Jesus' vision of friendship and, and social life also has sacrifice and service at its heart. You know, This is the way of the cross, that Jesus laid down his life he was the sacrificial suffering servant. And the kind of friend Jesus was is the same kind of friend Jesus' love helps us to be. You know, so friends who aren't using you for their personal pleasure or gain are, are so good. They're the best. We should also be friends with people who don't make us just always feel good or look good, that, that we should be friends sometimes with people who are lonely or people who are different. One of my mates, he's made it his life work, not as a project, but just because he loves them, just become friend of asylum seekers. And so he, he's, every week he goes to Broadmeadows Detention Centre and, and hangs out with people who are in detention because they need friends too. And he's, he's become friends with them so much that he's, he's started renting a place in Broadmeadows that's like way too big for him, so he's got spare rooms, 
and um, some people who have come out of, of detention, asylum seekers, live with him. And he's got like this share house with refugees and um, he, he loves them really well. He's actually going to um, speak at Embrace uh, in December about how we can love our neighbours and, and love the, um, the marginalised. So that sort of thing's really cool. But also in social life, how can we sacrifice? You know, maybe, maybe it's at a social event letting someone else sit in a better seat you know, and you're on the, down the end of the table where the action isn't as much or, or maybe you let someone else eat more than you or maybe on, on the train you, you let someone else have your seat. And finally, a Jesus vision of social life and friendship involves celebration and feasting, that, that Jesus loved a party, right? Feasting is a real part of the Christian life. Now, we should do that in the name of Jesus, not in just for, for our own gain, but, but because he's, he's given us food, he's given us life, he's given us celebration as a gift. It's life's full of joy. And, and Christianity you know, should not be boring. Christ, Christianity shouldn't be like we do our, our Sunday thing, we're serious, we're, we're somber, we're moral, and then we go out and have a good time, as if they're separate parts. You know, we shouldn't go to dinner after church, and that's like another part of us. We shouldn't go into our Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with our friends, and that's another part. This is all connected. We embrace all of the good stuff with thankful, joyful, Jesus-full hearts, because this life is a gift. On celebration and feasting, though, we have to be careful because we, we live in a culture of um, abundance and, and indulgence. And so we must be careful that our feasting and celebration is life-giving and is God-honouring. Because gluttony and drunkenness... You know, drunkenness is a serious sin, but as is gluttony. There's serious sins which are relativised in our culture as, as really chill. But things like that, drunkenness does not give life. Drunkenness diminishes life. Life to the full is is marked by celebration, feasting, joy, but it's also marked by sobriety, self-control and simplicity. It's like joy and generosity go together. Well, self-denial leads to life, but if you choose yourself, you lose yourself. So I think that's a Jesus vision for friendship and social life. And vision's important because it, it, gives us, um, it gives us something to aim at. If we, if we don't have a vision for friendship, we'll just go along with the norms and values that our culture tells us or, or the people around us sort of imbibe. But Jesus is to be our true north. He sets our compass. And so we have a vision we can aim at something. So what I want to do to finish is, is a practical exercise. Um, are you able to give this out, Jess? And I'll get Daniel to pass out some pens. Um, pass these around. I want to help us apply this, this Jesus vision for, 
for friendship and social life. And I want to, this exercise is an exercise in discernment and application. I think it's going to help us live well and love well in our relationships. So I've listed a heap of topics and questions there, 13 on each, because 13 seems to be a fun number for, you know, Netflix, things like that. Taylor Swift, that's her favourite number. So 13 topics and 13 questions about different dimensions of, of our social life. And what I want us to do, just um, look up for a minute and you can look down in a sec. What I want us to do is consider the, our culture's vision of friendship and social life. And then consider a Jesus vision for friendship and socialising. And what you need to know is that they're not always totally opposite. Right? Because of God's common grace, because he made people in his image, because a lot of people are nice people, there's a lot of gold out there. So Jesus' vision sometimes resonates with culture's vision. But because of sin and wickedness, there's also a lot of dross in the culture too. There's a lot of brokenness in humanity and, and the Jesus' vision often defies the culture's vision as well. So at times we need to see, we need to see the Jesus' vision clearly for what it is, see our culture's vision and then see what resonates with the culture and what defies. And discerning how to, how to do this takes um, time, it takes practice. We cultivate wisdom. We often fail and then have to forgive ourselves and forgive others. But by considering both of, of these, we, we come to understand our environment better and learn how to apply Jesus' words and way with wisdom in our day. So why don't, you, um, why don't you get into the groups you were in before for your, your chat and you can do it by yourself but bounce it off with the group as well. If you don't fill out every single one, that's okay. You can move to the topics that, that are good for you. Um, you don't need to like all come up with the same answer but just if you want to bounce it off people, you can be in your group for that. Otherwise, just take some time and, and, and do this yourself and then... We'll, um, we'll pray and ask some questions. Praise the Son. Praise the Son. 
you can fill these out any way you want. It's just to help you think about, you know, say it's it's being impressive, you know, does the culture say, yeah, try and be impressive, try and fit in, does Jesus say be impressive, or does he say something different? You can fill this out any way you like, just to help you think through this. And no right answers, and you will not have to hand it in.
How are people going? Need some more time? Alright. Do you want to spend some more time or you want to just take it home and think about it later? <laughs> Let's spend some more time. Have some fun.
that stone was moved for good, for the Lamb had conquered death, and the dead rose from their tombs, and the angels stood in awe, for the souls of all who would come to the Father are restored, and the church All right. Why don't you um, swing your chairs back around and hold on to this. Um, you can put it in your journal or if you keep one of those um, or your handbag or your pocket. But don't, don't leave it here. Carry it with you and, and keep thinking through some of this stuff. There's a heap of, of different dimensions of our social life. It's, it's never just you know, one part of life, you can't break it down. So there's, there's lots of different things to think about. And, and when we consider a cultural vision and, and a Jesus vision, we, we don't do that to see what our friends are doing or what the world's doing and, and just bash it. We actually want to see what's really good that's happening in the world that, that Jesus actually says bless that in his name and, and work with that. And then what's not good in the culture isn't to, to pick on someone else necessarily, but to ask ourselves how can we make sure we're living in, in Jesus' way rather than the world's way? And also how can Jesus' way serve my friends or serve other people that this is actually a better way rather than the, the lies of the devil or the culture? Um, but yeah, looking at, looking at these two sort of visions uh, is, is helpful in, in lots of different things and, and I hope it's a a tool that, that you can use for, for practicing wisdom and discernment. I want to finish um, with first steps as we've been doing in this series. Consider Jesus' vision for friendships and social life and, and just ask yourself, what's one area where I'm doing great? Be encouraged, keep going. And then what's one area where you need to do some work? And the first step is, is just hold that before God and hold it in your heart as you go about your friendships and social life this week. Let's pray. Even now, God, we just ask you to be um, ministering to our hearts.
and our, our minds and our bodies. And would you encourage us with, with where we're um, walking in step with your way? And would you spur us on to keep going? Would you convict us where we're, we're out of line with your way? And, and by a spirit and through the grace of, of community and the cross and, and the power of your word, would you, would you transform that area of our lives? Would you help us engage in our friendships and all the social aspects of our life um, with purpose, with intentionality and with uh, the cross um, at the the centre of our vision. Amen.